The NBA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet for up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N, bet.com, and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. And... Welcome, everyone, to a Sunday evening edition of NBA Gambling Podcast. This is your host, CB. We're recording this Sunday, July 18th, 8.15 p.m. on the East Coast. Got the two nights off in between the finals, so we are recording uh, following a crazy Game 5 last night, and the Bucks take a 3-2 lead in this series. I'm joined to break it down. Munaf, Munaf, how are you, bro? How was your weekend? I'm doing well, man. Weekend was great. Um What's the one thing you and I always say about a playoff series? Yeah, it doesn't start until someone wins on the road. There you go. And I think we have a, well, I guess we have a series now, right? And I think we were all kind of waiting for that bro team to kind of break through. And I think it happened uh, Saturday night. So um, it's going to be exciting, man. And we'll, we'll see what happens in game six. But uh, it was a pretty good game. I know we're going to get into it here in a second. But uh Wow. Yeah, absolutely great game. Honestly, I think it's been a really, really good series. Very yeah. high level. Um, you know, Giannis, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Middleton, now Drew Holiday. A lot of guys putting up epic performances. And the swings in this series have been crazy. I think it really does go to show. I mean, I, I know the stats bear out that if you win, if you go up 1-0 or you go up 2-0, you're likely to close out the series. But, you know, like we said, I think a lot of people got – you know, just in talking about the way they were looking at this series, got a little bit thrown off when the Suns, you know, won and covered both games at home in game one and game two as a five or six point favorite. It's like they're supposed to do that. Then we come back to game right. three and game four. Milwaukee was favored for a reason. They got they got it done in both those games. So, you know, I think yep. this series, it was always it's you know, it's a seven game series. It's expected to go two two. And now, like you said, we have this kind of upset result. Milwaukee obviously going on the road, getting the money line upset in a game that they kind of controlled throughout the second half. So um, really fun series, kind of a lot of back and forth. And then the Bucks kind of make their statement on Saturday night in an instant classic of a game, uh, a game that they trailed by 16 points in the first quarter. I mean, so what was kind of your – after that game, I mean, obviously just that alley-oop was just absolutely crazy. I mean, I screamed in my living room at that play, just such a ballsy yeah. play. Um what was kind of your instant reaction to that game six? I mean, or game five, pardon me. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the entire game. I was at a wedding on Saturday night. But, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, but one of the guys I was with or a couple of friends that I was with, they said, uh, well, I was, I was keeping track of the score for sure. And I saw that yeah. first quarter where, you know, the Bucks or sorry, the Suns were up by 16 at the end of one. I was like, okay, well, uh, it seems like it's going to be a home and home, uh, home and home thing. You'll probably get to game seven, but, uh, and it still can. But, you know, the, the, the Bucks did a great job in the second half, clawing their way back in and getting the lead at half. I think you got to give a lot of credit 
to the way the Milwaukee Bucks were playing in that second half. I'm oh, sorry, the second quarter. It just seemed like that they couldn't miss um, miss a shot in that second quarter. And like you said, they controlled the game in the uh, second half, and it got interesting in that fourth quarter. And and I know kind of fast forwarding to that final thirty seconds, um, but I think it's you know like you alluded to, it's one of the most iconic. I guess sequence the sequence you can say in, yeah. in NBA NBA Finals history. We talk about the Michael Jordan, you know, uh, game winning shot against Utah. We talk about LeBron's block. I think another iconic moment we're we're forgetting is the uh, three point shot that Kyrie Irving had uh, Irving had in that game. Also, um, we fast forward to this series with Giannis is blocking what was it Game Four, and then now in Game Five that yeah. final sequence by Drew Holiday. So the, that that moments are like right up. Uh, in there in all time moments. And it's crazy to think that we were kind of dogging on drew holiday for not showing up all series long. And I said this with Scott, that we were kind of waiting for the big three of the bucks to finally all three of them to put a game together. And they did that in game five, right? And both, you got to give credit to both teams that their big three both combined for 80 plus points. Um, it was just an incredible game. And you know that the series odds shift significantly in your favor when you go up three games to two. And like we said, the, I think that the, all the stars for both teams shined in game five. And we say that every possession matters in the NBA finals and in the playoffs. And it, it came to fruition in that final, uh, that what 20 seconds where Drew holiday probably just made the, uh, for sure a play of the games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that those are all great points, and you know, kind of like what you said with the with the Bucks going back home for Game Six. I honestly think that the the Bucks are better when their backs are against the wall, and when they're kind of the underrated yeah. team. And we've seen that throughout this series. And I think Game Three and Four, people were counting them out. Oh, you know, go Game Five. Oh, of course, Phoenix is going to bounce back, and they came out very, very tough. And how fitting that the game ends are you know the, the clinching play is. Drew Holiday ripping the ball out of Devin Booker's hand, just saying, give me that. Like the Bucs are just yeah. such a strong, physically imposing team. I think if you're Phoenix, like they just haven't been able to kind of match the intensity and toughness of the Bucs for these last three games that they've won. You know, I think honestly, you're kind of missing Dario Saric on this team. You know, they, they do feel kind of small out there. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to have one more big they can get in the rotation. But yeah, you know, I think ultimately, the takeaway for the Suns in this game can also be, you know, Devin Booker was plus 12 in this game and the Sun, the Bucks basically got all of their damage done in that second quarter run. Um, I mean, they were down, I think 16, at the end of the first quarter, they right. win the second quarter by 19 points, win the game by four. So that basically, yeah. basically got it done there. Um, and Devin Booker sat for six minutes and, you know, the, the Bucks kind of responded with Pat Connaughton on the floor, making threes. Like you, you were shattered him out. He played great. Bobby Portis also had some nice plays. So definitely a, a tough loss to swallow for the Suns, but you know, also a game that they were right there into the end of, and the Bucks almost choked that away. I mean, how different could the narrative be if if Chris Middleton basically doesn't bail them out of that game with just insanely difficult shot making um, yeah. down the stretch? Um, where else do you want to go here? I, I mean, I think we, we can keep breaking down the game a little bit. What do you think of the Suns' offense? Obviously, the narrative coming out of that game, kind of that it's too much Devin Booker dribbling, and he's a little bit selfish. Yeah, I mean. Uh... It's tough to really gauge on what is going on with Chris Paul's hand, right? And I think we're not entirely going to know the details until this series is over on what the situation or the injury status is for uh, Chris Paul. And I mean, he did have a 
efficient scoring night in game five. He was uh, nine of 15, scored 21 points. Uh, I think, you know, everybody was expecting him or his shooting was to continue, but he had a good game. Um, he, the, the thing that's surprising thing for, I think, Chris Paul was that he only played 35 minutes versus when you had, you know, Devin Booker going 42, DeAndre Ayton pretty much played the entire game, went 45 minutes. Um, and then on the flip side, yeah. Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, all 40-plus minutes. So I think that, you know, we're expecting, you know, the stars know that this, like I said, it's a, game five is pivotal when it's tied, tied, sorry, two to two. Devin Booker, I mean, I, I think that for the Suns, you have to put the ball in his hands because this guy is a bucket, right? He can get to any spot yeah. on the floor and knock down a jump shot, get to the free throw line, wherever the case might be. So, I mean, I don't know what, what I guess. Let me get your thoughts first. And then I, I, I guess I got to sum, uh, sum it up. Yeah. I mean, I think on for, Devin Booker for the, for the Suns. Look, I mean, their, their team total went over in this game. Like they, 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 they didn't really struggle offensively. I think they, yeah. I, I pulled the stat. I mean, they had, they had a 129 offensive rating in this game. You're not complaining about that. I do right. think that we're kind of seeing maybe a similar effect to what we saw with Kevin Durant in that, in that Nets Buck series that yes, you're scoring and yes, he, the individual player is having a ridiculous game, but it gets a little bit tougher and tougher throughout the game. We saw that in that Bucks Nets series that the PJ Tucker physicality eventually wore down KD to like the point where, you know, he's getting it all himself, but it's just so hard. Uh, and Devin Booker's obviously making really tough shots in this series. And, you know, down the stretch, he was worn down a little bit and, you know, he put up 40 again, like you said, you're not complaining. Um, I think it is interesting. Devin Booker's taking more shots in each game as we go deeper into this series. Yeah. Other than the game where he got benched because he was three of fourteen, um, you know, culminating in thirty-three shots tonight in his forty-two minutes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the, this team is out there. And let's let's also say they shot thirteen and nineteen from three in this game. I mean, that's yeah. also you know we're, we can talk about unsustainable, but you know, I think they're at their best when it's. Chris Paul and Devin Booker being them, but also getting the pick and roll game going with DeAndre and getting Jay Crowder, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson threes when the ball is moving. And you've seen less and less in that as the Bucs have started to kind of take control of this series. So I think they got, they need, it's a balance because Devin Booker's the guy who probably will have to put you on his back to win yeah. game six in Milwaukee, but you're at your best when everybody is getting, is getting their touches. But to do that, you have to be comfortable and it's not going to be comfortable, you know, now going on the road down three, two, um, let's take a quick break here and then we're going to come back and keep talking about this game five. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast presented by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. Today's episode also brought to you by ProSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on ProSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on ProSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button, and ProSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week, a ProSwap customer sold a $500-41 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $16,000 after the Suns went out 2-0 in the finals. 
30 times return for the seller. Adjusted odds of minus 400 when every sports book in the country had Suns at minus 500. With Proud Swap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. So think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting, use promo code SGP and your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to ProudSwap.com or download the ProudSwap app today. So coming back off the break here, um, anything else you want to talk about with the Suns offensively? Or we can talk about the Bucks a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, for the Suns, I had mentioned to Scott when we had uh, did did the game five previews. I, I think they needed to get more. They needed because the, sh- the rotation is kind of thin for the Suns without Dario Sarge. That they needed to get something out of both of the Cam, the Cam, Cam Johnson and campaign. Yeah, and for them to only combine for twelve points, I, I think that. It, it were I was expecting more from them, and I had some player props on them. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't cash for me. But um, you know, I think they need to create more three-point opportunities for Cam Johnson. But it's really tough to say because, like you mentioned right now, that they had a pretty good offensive game. I mean, can you ask for much more than that? It, it just came down to Drew Holiday making that sick play at the end of the game, uh, taking the ball away from Devin Booker. Um, do you think that? offensively for Phoenix at DeAndre Ayton should be more than 12 shots per game. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're, they're, I, I, like I said, I think they're definitely better if that's the case, but like you, it's kind of hard for them to force that to happen. I mean, he, he kind of had a quiet game. I would say, you know, yeah. looking back, he obviously played 45 minutes was plus six in those minutes had 20 and 10, um, but you right. didn't really feel him as much. I mean, I think you could say the same thing about Giannis Antetokounmpo who basically had a quiet 30, 32, nine and six. I mean, Drew yeah. Holiday and Chris Milton were a story of this game. So yeah, I think you definitely want to reestablish Aiden, um, try to get him more going offensively. And yeah, I mean the the shot distribution, right? It's basically Devin Booker is getting all you can eat. Chris yeah. Paul and DeAndre Aiden are getting a couple looks here and there, and then you know it's it not much else other than catch and shoot threes or, for those guys, and they're not even getting up enough threes. So you know, I think they they're they they're gonna have to find something else to go along with Booker that really is a consistent part of their attack in game six because I think as they watch him go for more and more and deeper into the game, it's like you can't do anything else if that's what you've been doing all game. And obviously he hits that ridiculous fadeaway three to cut it to three. Um he was getting buckets all game, but you know I I, I think for the Suns they, they were they were fine offensively. It also comes down to their ability. They got it they got to slow down the Bucks. Exactly. And I think like we mentioned, I mean, this was a great offensive game. There was great shot making, um, you know, the the field goal percentage, of both of these teams, 55 percent for Phoenix, 57, close to 58 percent for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They both shot great from the three point line. So offensively, it's not a question. It's about cutting stops now. And I think that you can't ask the Phoenix Suns to play better offense than they had. It's just about making a better effort on the defensive end. And I think that's really what's going to come down to for them in game six, because um, the Bucks, especially Giannis, is just getting whatever he wants inside that paint, and they they don't have an answer for him all series long. So, um, again, offensive output is great. It's just going to come down to defense now. Yeah, and we could we could shift to that side of the ball a little bit. I mean, I think we, we talked about the the bench play from the opposite teams. I mean, we came into this series basically wondering if the Bucks had anything off their bench that they could play. I mean, with the loss of DiVincenzo and Pat Connaughton has kind of emerged into a role. And yeah. 
he had a great game tonight. Uh, he was plus 10, played 33 minutes, um, you know, took a lot of P.J. Tucker's minutes in this game, which I think has been a good adjustment for this series. Um, and, yeah, Pat Connaughton, four or six from three, six rebounds, no turnovers. Um, Bobby Portis as well. I mean, for Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton, they combined six of 10 from three. Yeah. Bucks also shot 50% from three in this game. I mean, both teams, the three-point shooting was just ridiculous in this game. Again, missed uh, missed eight free throws, eight, eight of 17 free throws. So what do you think of the Bucks' offense? I mean, to me, I think you can't argue with the result again, but at the same time, I mean, if Chris Middleton doesn't go nuclear at the end of this game um, with his shot making, like they easily could have blown this lead. And, and you know, the shots went in, and we're not going to question that looking back, but – you know, it's you. You can't necessarily rely on on the exact same thing happening in Game Six. Um, but yeah. they they definitely you know scoring 123 points again. Team total went over easily. Um, yeah. and and uh, great performance. But what do you think of it uh, as we look ahead to Game Six? Yeah, I mean, your offense is always going to go through your through big three guys, right? With Giannis, with Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. And I think we started we have to start giving credit to Chris Middleton for what he's done over the games yeah. four and game five, right? And like you said, he's made the difficult shots and he's taken over down the stretch where I guess during the regular season that Giannis in the fourth quarter, it may not be the answer down the stretch because he doesn't have that jump shot where guys like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton have it for you. So I mean, these guys combined for what eighty-eight points. Um, they were what thirty-eight of sixty-six from the three. I'm sorry, from the field. Um, what more can you ask for for these big three guys? So they got it done. I mean, yeah, that offense is going to go through them, right? And I think we got to also, like you mentioned, uh, a shout out Pat Conte for what he was able to do off his bench, right? Four, six. Those are huge three pointers. They needed every single one of those. Um, he's rebounding the ball well for them, um, and like we mentioned, like. Both of these benches are not great, but you, you're going to get whatever you can from them. And Bobby Portis and, and Coddington have really risen to the occasion in the NBA yeah. Finals. Uh, so we have to kind of give credit to them. But offensively, you know, um, Milwaukee now being at home, I think where they're more comfortable in a, in a closeout game. Um, it's going to be fun to see. And like you mentioned with P.J. Tucker, and uh, Scott mentioned this also, is that Jay Tucker should be playing less minutes than he did in game five. And and Cognitive should be getting his minutes. You know, that that came to fruition in game five. So, I mean, not much more you can say, right? I, I, all the numbers across the board, other than the free throw shooting for the Bucks, mainly part because of Giannis, um, 50% from three-point line, 57% from the field. It's not going to get much better than that. So, again, the, the question is going to be who's going to get the stops for for both of these teams. I guess for game five, check mark the box for the Bucks for what Drew Holiday did um, and will them to the victory. So uh, I think you're, you're going to need Chris Middleton if they're going to have a chance to win this at, on their home floor in game six. It's going to have to be, I think, Chris Middleton again for the uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and I think in this game, I mean, they made shots. We've seen this team fall privy to missing shots at times in these playoffs. And I think when you look at their kind of how they're attacking the the basket. I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns outscore them in the paint in this game, which is kind of a, di- a different trend than what we've seen when the Bucks were at home. And, you know, the shots right. fell in this game in Phoenix, but I, I do think that you have the potential. Now you take this 3-2 lead back home. You're more comfortable on your home floor. But I do have concerns about, like, the tightness. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on the Bucks to close out this series now um, where I felt like they really okay. did play free in this game tonight. So, I think you're going to see a little bit of both 
Anything else you want to talk about from game five uh, before we get ahead to the handicap for game six? No, I think that was pretty much it. Um, you know, offensive output, like we mentioned, was fantastic for both teams. Uh, you can't ask for much more. And, it, and like we said, it just comes down to every single possession, um, especially now in the what stage we're at in the NBA Finals. So uh, I'm excited for game six. Yeah, absolutely great game. Let's put it in the books. Look ahead to this game six. So with that, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and get to this handicap. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast presented by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. Gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss the app, a review, and download it today. All right, coming back off the break, we go back to Milwaukee. I saw some uh, someone in the, in the SGP Slack said they were going to be in, at, at, at the game uh, on uh, Tuesday. It was uh, Brandon. Was it Brandon? Let me double check. Landon. Landon, yeah. So shout out to Landon. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy that game. The, obviously, the the outside crowd always looks crazy when they show it on TV. Um, but, yeah, let's set this one up here. Bucks favored by four and a half. So kind of like what we've been saying. I mean, I don't think your opinion of these two teams should be pretty steady so far. There's really only been one upset so far um, yeah. in this series. So, you know, Bucks laying four and a half total now up to 222. We have seen some movement there. Money line, I'll throw that out there. Suns plus 180, Bucks minus 210. Munaf, game six. Do the Bucks close out at home? Where are you going with this game? Oh, man. This is, uh, it, it's tough because you're torn on which way. It's just so even in this line. Right, let's say the Bucks close it out in game six at home on their home floor. Um, do you think, I guess, you know, kind of going back to game five is that do you think the hearts were taking out, taken out of the Phoenix Suns that a rule was taken out, or do you still think they'll rise to the occasion is a question going into game six for me. I think, um, I think, I think this game is going to be a war personally. I, I think they'll, I think the Suns yeah. will definitely show up. Yeah, for sure. And it, I think the spot right now is we're talking about is that for the Milwaukee Bucks, you're in prime position for Giannis, for Chris Milton, for Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, the guys that they brought over in the offseason and, you know, in the bio market and trade deadline was that this is the occasion that they've been waiting for. They're one win away from the NBA championship on their home floor. The opportunity is right there in front of them. And I think the Bucks will rise to the occasion, but I do think it'll be a great game. Um, I'm going to flip it. I'll go with Phoenix Suns to cover the plus five. But I think on the money line, I think the Bucks get this done on their home floor, and they're going to be raising the trophy there on Tuesday night. Yeah, so I mean, I think part of it is just my like natural, you know, I definitely have been. I'm a big Bucks backer and pick yeah. them in this series to win in six. So maybe I'm just a little bit nervous trying to reverse jinx it. But I think for <laughs> the Bucks in this, I mean, I think this is going to be a very tough spot. All, all you like you said, all those things kind of accumulating. I mean, this goes back to playoff scars from the past three years, the Giannis offseason rumors, is Giannis going to leave? Is Giannis going to come back? 
don't forget, I mean, they gave up four first-round picks to get Drew Holiday, and that all culminates in this game that you are now supposed to win. I think right. that's a there's a lot riding on this game for the city for the franchise. I mean, they basically mortgage their future to trade for Drew Holiday. Giannis comes back for this moment. You're right there on the brink of what you built around Giannis for, and it's just a really that to me is a very monumental way to carry. Now that 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 that's kind of the what my nervous side of me is saying you know okay. I, I i don't want to totally apply that to this game because i think like you said they will come out motivated and if they're if they if they are flying around defensively doing what they've been doing in their formula they use in game three and game four i i think they have to stick to that you know yes chris middleton and drew holiday hit shots for you in game five but you need to get back to mashing them at the rim you know blocking shots Getting on the getting out in transition, getting to the rim at will, trying to get these points in the paint. That's the aggressive mentality you need to use to go close out this game. I don't think they're going to be able to close out this game if it's just, oh, you know, we're good. Chris and Drew are going to hit shots again, and 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 we'll, and we'll be good. I mean, I I see you shake yeah. your head. I totally agree. Like they have to get back to mashing this Suns team, and we're yeah. deep into this series. Both these teams are tired. Everybody's tired. Like this is when you got to put your foot on the gas and be the tougher stronger team and i think they are so i'm gonna go with the bucks pick bucks and six in this series and at four and a half i'll take the bucks i think you know i do think there is i don't like to do that what you did which is like you know the five point because i do think this will be a close game um yeah but i but i also think if you like the suns in this game i think i maybe would just go on the money line um you know if they get into a close game i think it's gonna be really tight for the bucks and devin booker has shown that you know I try I, at this point. I still trust that Booker a little bit more than Chris Middleton. I, I don't know if that's a crazy take um, to be consistent in getting those buckets. Um, not no disrespect to either guy. They're both they're both phenomenal. So I will go with the Bucks minus four and a half. And then they do close this out. But I just gave you kind of the reverse jinx uh, nervous case. Um, definitely got a lot riding on this one for the Bucks. So I think it's gonna be a phenomenal game. Um, yeah. What else? What else do you got on the side? I, I think that. Um... Whichever team you like, you should just take it on spread. So I'm kind of going back and forth here. So uh, <laughs> I'll probably have a final pick and I'll drop it in the Slack channel on game day. But you take a look at whatever team you've liked against the spread, they've they've won the game covering. They've won covering the spread. So yeah. like you said, if you like the Bucks, go and just lay the points with them. And if you like the Suns, just play the money line, right? And then that's kind of been the story all series long. Um yeah, I mean, I, I just think the Bucks get this done here, and I agree with everything you said about their uh, their game plan as far as X's and O's. Is that they need to, you know, get it get it back inside the paint and work your way from inside outside. That if it's not yeah. there, maybe kick it out to one of your shooters with Chris Milton, Drew Holiday, Pat Connington, um, and, and work your that way because there's still, like I said before, there still isn't an answer for Giannis inside the paint, and you know he's getting inside, getting whatever he wants, um, getting to the the free throw line frame is a different story, but um, you know, it's been working all series long. There's no reason for, for you on the brink of winning a championship to get away from what's been working for you all series long. Right. And uh, I don't think they will. So um, I agree with you. I think the bucks will get this done on Tuesday and they'll be raising their trophy, uh, trophy <laughs> trophy <laughs> in Milwaukee on Tuesday night. Uh, one more question or point I did that I want to ask you is that, do you think that, Coach Bud has been making, or do we kind of 
have to give credit to Coach Bud for making the adjustments, or if there has been adjustments that he's been making that has been working for them after they went down 0-2 in the series. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if necessarily an adjustment. I think they, they did a good job of kind of sticking with their philosophy after game one and two, and they continue to you know try to lock off. They've done a good job of basically locking off on these shooters, limiting three-point attempts, limiting what the Suns can get at the rim, and just making every bucket tough on them. So I like, I like that aspect of their defense. Um, offensively, I mean, like I said, I, I think – they're they're going to be at their best when Giannis has his foot on the gas. He's diving into the rim, sucking everybody in. And then, like I said, you kick back out. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I I do respect Bud. I mean, Middleton and Drew Holiday played what forty six minutes in this game. I don't have the box score up, but you know, Giannis definitely Giannis definitely 42. gets really tired. Um, yeah, that's definitely something to watch. I mean, he was huffing and puffing at times in all of these games in this series, but. I think Bud's been I'm, good. I mean, it, yeah. it's very, it's very, it's very outcome driven, right? Because if it, and Jeff Teague is someone who still is continuing to play that people don't want to play him, but Bryn Forbes isn't playing anymore, so it's tough to really say. And I, and obviously, it comes down to the great plays, like the one that Drew Holiday made to Giannis. Um, you know, we could be talking about how the Bucks have no offensive philosophy and they just rely on Chris Middleton to bail them out. If some of those don't go in. We're, yeah. We're we a lot more scrutiny on Bud in that game, so. You know, not that not that there's anything wrong, and they're up three two. So they, they've done their job so far. Thoughts on the total two twenty two? Seen a lot of overaction um, yeah. in in that last game, and and that was dead on. So, um, what are you thinking for this game six total? I mean, can you get away from this over right now? The way these teams are offensively playing. I mean, we just had maybe depending on what number you got in game three. Uh, I know there were some two nineteen, two nineteens and a halves uh, floating around, but. Game game, I think game five, sorry, game four was the one game that went under, but that was because in that first quarter they only scored 43 points. But after that, 61 in the second, 54 and 54 and, and the rest of the way. Um, I think you kind of got to stay with the over again, man. I, I don't want to get away from it. I think there's a trend that you got to continue to keep following on the over. Um, I guess another point I wanted to make to you how what, what you just mentioned with Giannis, you know, huffing and puffing and being tired, how. How crazy it's, is it to know that there's two games, you have two days off between games instead of one game yeah, or one day off between games, right? I think that's been, I think that's more, been more advantageous for the Milwaukee Bucks because yeah. of how Giannis, I guess we can say his stamina might not be there and that he needs those breaks coming out of the game with, you know, seven minutes left in the first quarter. So I think that's been a huge advantage for the milwaukee bucks but um sorry going back to the total yeah i think i just gotta stay with the over here um you know nothing's gonna change my mind to take this under i know the intensity is going to be up because it is elimination game for the uh milwaukee sorry for the phoenix suns and championship game for the milwaukee bucks but um i mean they play at a very high pace you have shot makers you have guys that can finish around the basket guys that can get to the rim easily easily for easy easy points so i think that's what's really translating to the overall throughout the series so i'll stay with that over yeah and just to comment on what you said i mean i think the extra two days off for every game has been huge for the bucks because yeah for someone like chris paul and how much his body is worn down it's not like he can go more even with the two days rest like he's still only playing what you said like 35 minutes in this game um but everyone else can get back up to that 42 minutes for um, but it is interesting that if, game, if there is a game seven, I think there's only one night in between. I think that'll be Thursday night um, if there's a game seven. So, yeah, you're right. That, that's very interesting. If we get there on the total, I mean, yeah, I think there's sh- people will talk about shooting regression. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a good case for both sides. Um, I will go with the under only because I do think this game is going to have a closeout game feel to it. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like this is going to have more of a game seven feel to it. Um, and, and we know the trend for game sevens going under the total and low scoring. So yeah. I'm going to go with the under, but definitely just a uh, bucks minus four and a half. I mean, bet them every game in this series, had them variety of ways for the title. So yep. I am nervous, but I don't want to quit the bandwagon now. So going to go with the uh, bucks and the under any props quarter bets that you're looking at already for this game. Uh, no, I mean, the ones that I did like, I mean, I will be dropping the uh, usual player props article on game day, but yes, the ones that I've been liking, uh, the books aren't having put up, which has been the Cam Johnson three point, uh, three point shots made over one and a half. Same thing for content. I don't see that one either. And I think if you do see the rebounding prop for uh, Pat Compton again, I think I would continue to uh, take that over because he's been absolutely phenomenal uh, rebounding the basketball for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, last game was at four and a half. I think he finished with six. So if you're seeing anything around maybe four and a half, five and a half, I would still take the over on that. But um, waiting for some more, I think props to drop and I will definitely have an article up on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. There we go. Um, anything else on the show uh, that you want to talk about today? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I know I think what Team USA plays tonight, right? I think yeah, they play in Spain fifteen minutes. Exhibition game. Better go grab yeah, some Chipotle so, uh, and watch that game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just quickly, what did you think about uh, them adding Javel McGee and I think well, Kellen Johnson was the other one to get the spot. Um, I mean, I think people were joking around about Javel McGee. I mean, I feel like he's still compared to the average level of player in the Olympics. I mean, JaVale McGee is much better than compared to the average level of player in the NBA. So um, I think, you know, I think he'll be fine. Obviously it is kind of funny. Um, Calvin Johnson. I like Um, we, we we were going back and forth as in a Slack channel. I mean, I think the roster construction needs work. Like you there, there's there, there's diminishing returns for, for three stars, let alone five stars on the floor together. And we've seen that with every single big three that's been assembled is, Someone has to become Chris Bosch. Now imagine that with a fourth guy. I mean, someone has to become even less than that. Um, yeah. You know, so I think this the, the construction of this team, I mean, I almost like it better now, although you're, remember you're adding back into the mix Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, which I cannot believe those guys committed to do this. I mean, this is an exhausting series. Now yeah. they're going to the Olympics. I mean, I bet they – no, I mean, those guys are competitors. If, if I were them, I would consider having a bail on that after how grueling yeah. this, this, this season has been. But they kind of can't at this point, given the numbers. They get Jeremy Grant back, apparently, so he's to be good to go. But, yeah, I mean, you okay. ha- if, you, if you have Dame, KD, Zach Levine, plenty of shot creation, Jason Tatum, plenty of shot creation, I would be surrounding this team like we every NBA team wants to do with 3 and D. Um, that's, um, you know, that's, what, what, that's what every team is looking yep. for to put around their stars. You know, not 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 more stars. So, but I, I'm I'm excited to watch this game yeah. tonight. And if you you know you like the Sunday night bailout, I think USA is a minus nine in this game. There we go, and they're they're <laughs> taking on Spain, right? So yeah. uh, it's going to be a fun game. Um, yeah, anything anything else to get to? I know we have draft coming up, but I know we'll get to that in this coming week and then early next week. But uh, kind of quiet on the news front, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think it's weird. There's been so many, like, unverified accounts and, like, accounts with, like, less than 10,000 followers who, like, aren't traditional sources, like, tweeting out vague rumors that, like, aren't really accountable to anything, you know, 
teams that guys that teams are considering, like teams that guys are considering. Like there were like twenty different accounts that were tweeting out Dame stuff that was all different on the day when it, he was supposed to have um, like requested a trade, and then he flat out denied yeah, that yeah. rumor. That was kind of embarrassing for and I for the person who posted that um, article, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, you got to definitely – I think it's just better to wait until you see, like, a legit beat reporter of a team or, you know, your na- your big-time national accounts tweet something out because there's so many rumors flying around. But that stuff will definitely pick up. And, yeah, the free agency starts in the middle of, of Olympics, so we'll have a lot to talk about with that. But, yeah, a lot of fun today. I mean, I, I, I that was just a sick game. That, that Game four and game five have both been really, really high level. Some Mike Breen great calls. I mean, just – Really fun to watch. Feels like the NBA Finals and great, uh, you know, just great to have it in our lives. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be a quick turnaround, too, for the NBA season um, with, uh, you know, the finals are going to be ending this week. And then, you, like you said, we have NBA draft and then Olympics and then the free agency. And then before we know it, we might have the start of training camp and then preseason already. So uh, not the usual break that you're used to in the NBA, but um, certainly it's it's a very going to be a quick turnaround. And then, and with, with football season approaching, it's it's uh, it's going to be a very, very busy times in the month of August and September. So definitely looking forward to it. Um, it's been a lot of fun this season uh, with uh, with Ryan McKee, with you and Dan and uh, Scott. And it's it's uh, just looking forward to what's coming in the next couple of weeks and the months ahead. So um, if you're not along with the ride, you, you need to join us definitely. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast as well as all the other podcasts. Everybody's just, you know, they're grinding all throughout these uh, these summer months. Yes, sir. Definitely, uh, if you like this episode, subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast, all the shows on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, including the MLB Gambling Podcast, which Moonop is also a co-host of. So definitely check that out. Yes, sir. You're going to find a props article from Moonop on uh, Tuesday for the uh, – for the NBA game. That's going to be on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. ton of other articles on there. Also join us in the Slack channel. It's at sg.pn slash Slack. Have had a ton of uh, just live chatter going on during these games. A lot of fun. Um, and yeah, the Slack is a place to be. I saw you and Capper were getting after a little bit in the sla- in the golf Slack channel today. It's uh, all so love. It's all it's love. All love. Look, look at, no, I, I know. I, I just <laughs> chimed in. I actually was watching the uh, – Barbasol championship come down to a playoff Um, and the open was fun this weekend. So yeah. So follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B follow moon up on Twitter at sports nerd, eight, two, four game six, Tuesday night. Let's do it. Have a good one. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend and let it ride.